Hi, this is Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today about how to improve threat detection. It's my privilege to be speaking with Jeremy Nichols. He's a Senior Security Engineer with Solutionary. Jeremy, thanks so much for joining me today. Hey, thanks for having me. To start with, Jeremy, from Solutionary's latest research, what would you say are today's top cyber threats specifically to banking institutions? Well, I think a, a lot of the threats for in different institutions really depend on the motivation of the attacker. So for banking institutions or financial organizations, the main motivation for attackers is typically going to be financial gain. So a lot of the top threats we see against the banking institutions are going to be you know, things that are really hot in the media. So earlier this year, we had Heartbleed. Over the past couple of weeks, we've had Shell Shock. Not necessarily that they're more targeted at banking institutions, but the exploit code or the recon code typically goes out a lot faster. So you see people start to pick up on that, start to scan and try to exploit those very quickly. So it's important for those you know, banking institutions to stay in front of that. Another big one is just more advanced or targeted malware. So if you have the opportunity to you know, make great financial gain by creating a piece of malware targeted at a specific organization, a bank or a credit union, it's very easy for an attacker to do that and then use that as a launch point for either further attacks or lateral movement within the client network. And in addition to the financial loss as a result of some of those fraud transactions potentially is, is also exfiltration of data. So for especially smaller banks or credit unions, that could lead to great reputational damage, which is really important. To give you an example, what we've actually seen in the, the case of targeted malware is we've seen attackers actually go after the end user of the bank, so the bank's customer. And they're able to actually drop that malware on that customer's computer, and then when they log into the banking site, their credentials are stolen, and then the attacker uses that for a fraud transaction. While they're doing that, they'll actually launch a distributed denial of service attack. So while the security staff for the bank is actually working on preventing or mitigating that distributed denial of service, there's actually a fraud transaction going on behind the scenes, um, and it's easy for them to miss that because there's you know, the shiny object of the distributed denial of service happening. So, Jeremy, in response to these advanced threats, where do you see that banks can most improve threat detection? I think the biggest step is just visibility. Whether it's with an in-house SIM product or a managed security service provider, I think having insight to some of the trends and the risks that are happening are a critical piece. It's also important to overlap different monitoring for additional context, the ability to correlate, or just more advanced detection with that. It's also important not to just rule out internal activity happening on the network because that's, you know, once an attacker maybe gets into the network, they're able to move laterally within. If you disregard that internal activity as, as authorized, it's easy for an attacker, if they're able to get in, to go completely undetected. And it's also important to move towards more purpose-built devices. Don't use a firewall to act as a threat detection technique or an IDS IPS. You know, those are, are critical pieces to the security foundation. Um, but if your main concern is something like malware, then get a device that's purpose-built to detect malware or anomalous behavior. And then also just the fact that, you know, you can never have too much information. There's IP reputation feeds, different threat intelligence feeds, you know, whether those are, are just based on activity being observed in the wild or whether they're actually validated by a researcher through, you know, a forensics engagement or a reverse engineering engagement. I mean, it's important to have all of those different pieces of information. So when you take action, you can quickly rule out the false positives or the things that are less concerning and focus on the items that are true threats or, or higher risk. We talk about detection like it's sort of a, a one big area, but really it gets very granular. 
if you were to look at the different levels in which detection can be improved in organizations, which levels would you focus on? Um, I think a big piece is just moving on with additional supplemental monitoring. So a lot of devices, especially as we get into the next generation devices, they have add-on features that give a much more robust feature set than just relying on the the traditional policy-based or signature-based detection. Um, So those devices have maybe a virtualized environment running within them that can actually look at executables as they pass on the wire. Um, Some of them can pull in third-party threat sources or have that layered detection where you can actually look at the life cycle of traffic or the life cycle of an exploit rather than just looking at them, you know, kind of packet by packet and session by session. It's important to work towards having that more complete picture because a lot of these threats and these attacks that are happening are very advanced. So some organizations may not have the knowledge or the staff locally that can that can take care of them. So it's important to supplement that by having greater visibility and having devices that can assist them rather than relying on the staff to do all of that work themselves. Jeremy, with that as context, talk a little bit about what Solutionary offers. What are some of the specific solutions that you have that will help organizations improve threat detection? We have quite a few different service offerings. A big one is our Active Guard Log Monitoring Service. So um, taking feeds from various devices, whether that's the network devices, the endpoint, you know, all the way down to applications, we will monitor those for any security incidents, you know, tie that information all together. We support uh, well over 100 different types of devices, so we can get that whole picture of what's actually happening and then tie that together within that Active Guard platform. We also have device management, so if you want to offload some of the burden of of taking care of that device management or need those recommendations on security policies or firewall rules, um, Solutionary does have a managed device team that can take on that. We also have our security consultant team, so we have a highly qualified group in all of the major security and compliance and audit initiatives that can help with uh, penetration tests, web application assessments, and all of your different consulting needs there. We have vulnerability lifecycle management as well, so getting that picture of of what risk you have on the network, whether that's, you know, an internal visibility perspective or external scans, then we do offer those as self-service as well, so clients can can run those as, as frequently as possible so that they have that view into what's happening on the network or what exposure they have on the network. And then we also have a critical incident response service offering. So if an incident does happen, it's very important to be prepared to handle that. So our our security engineering and research team, our CERT group, they actually will work with clients and help them establish that critical incident response plan and test it to make sure that if something does happen, the client is actually prepared to take that on. They have the, the response plan in place, they have the security policy in place, and they have the appropriate resources and staff dedicated to deal with those incidents, no matter what it is. Well, that's both a broad and a deep menu. So with those product and solution offerings, how are Solutionary's customers actually improving threat detection? I think there's a few different ways that they're focusing on it. Number one is just with the technology. So we're seeing a lot of, you know, next generation devices being added on, especially with those additional features. So, you know, looking outside of just traditional signature-based detection and actually looking for behavioral activity. This user authorized to do this all throughout the day, or is this anomalous for them to be conducting that activity on a weekend? If clients have a risk of malware or they're worried about malware, we're starting to see a lot more focus around that. All of our clients have the traditional endpoint security in place on their desktops or their servers, but what we've seen is that's only about 50% effective, both from our CERT research as well as just what some of those vendors are coming out and saying. So we're starting to see clients add on to that and add things like file integrity monitoring. 
So rather than focusing on just what we know is malware, looking for things outside of the ordinary. A new application adding itself to the registry to launch when that PC starts up. Also looking at more behavioral detection, as I mentioned, with users, with systems, is what they're conducting or what they're doing outside of the ordinary. So that's the technology side. We're also seeing our clients take on more of a hands-on approach, so becoming more involved in the normalization and rebaselining. It's important to rule out false positives so you can really catch that needle in the haystack rather than digging through so much hay. Realigning priorities, so if, if something is classified by a vendor as a high, we may want to drop that to maybe a medium or low depending on their specific environment. You know, there's not a, that cookie cutter solution. It's also important to have a feedback loop, so clients letting us know when we catch something or if we have a false positive prone signature or event that we need to tune or adjust. And over the past few years, we've even seen teams just start to split more and focus more on security. So rather than having that network or server administrator, Wearing those multiple hats and being responsible for security as well, we're seeing these security teams get built up. So we actually have clients that have a dedicated security team, so we're working with them directly and taking action on that together. And then as far as solutionary, we're just evolving our threat detection all the time based on what we're seeing with our clients, based on what we're seeing through some of our research and engagements, as well as what we're just seeing in the wild through some of the, the honeypots and the research that our CERT team is doing. It's important to always stay on top of that because it is ever-evolving. Nothing kind of stays the same in this industry. Well, that seems to be the consistent theme. The threats change, the solutions change, organizations adapt, and so does Solutionary. What would you say are some of the top lessons learned from your customers from their experiences during this evolution? Number one, it's important to acknowledge that 100% security is impractical. Breaches and infections happen, you know, so organizations need to be prepared. That's not to say everybody's going to have, you know, a massive breach, but it's easy for an user to get redirected, click on a phishing email and get redirected to a malicious site. So it's important to be prepared and take care of those and acknowledge that, you know, there's no silver bullet. There's not one technology, one product that you're going to be able to implement that's going to protect you from every threat. It's also very important to have context when you do get a notification or an alert. Just knowing what IP conducted activity is helpful, but if you actually know what user that is or what machine that is or when that user logged in, I think that's incredibly valuable to chasing that down, especially in clients that have very dynamic environments. It's also important to remember that this isn't easy. It's a very difficult task. It's something that needs a lot of attention, and you don't want to skip out on a specific piece just due to cost or resources or knowledge. Um, I know that's easy to say from my perspective, but you know, doing so just results in a security gap that can leave you weak in one area or another. So it's important to minimize the impact of those items just by being prepared. Jeremy, it strikes me that we're talking about a moving target here. Where is the best place for organizations to begin this journey of improving threat detection while they're in the middle of the threats? You know, you're spot on. They're not going to stop. They're very advanced. But the nice thing is if you start with the bottom or you have that foundational piece, that's really the best place to begin. I think there's very simple things like patch management that can help with moving forward with your security policy. So if you have a very good patch management program in place, then that can greatly reduce your exposure. And it's also very important to make sure you have an user education program. Users like to go with what's easiest for them. You know, even myself as, you know, a person in the security field, I don't want to work around a lot of things or I have to deal with a lot of the security restrictions, but it's important for users to understand why that's in place. There's a lot of targeted phishing or spear phishing that takes place, especially with higher-level executives, to get them to click a link. Or there's legitimate websites that a user may visit that redirects them to a malicious website. So it's important for users to understand why that's in place or why those types of things exist 
so that they can be cognizant of that while they're working through the day-to-day job. Once you've got some of that foundational piece, the the planning and fundamentals are, are really important. You know, making sure you have good asset discovery in place. Know what's on the network or know what exists within your environment. Make sure to have an incident response plan. Sounds like a fairly foundational piece, but if you don't test that, then you're not 100% confident that it works or you don't know how it responds to all of those different situations. It's important to make sure that an organization has very clear goals of what they're trying to accomplish. And then once they have their, their security policy in place, it's important to do a gap analysis. If you're focused on malware, but your security policy is focused on, you know, some other side such as web application security, then you've got a gap that you need to focus on and address. So it's very important to stay on top of that and conduct those routinely so that as threats evolve, as the organization evolves, you're constantly in front of that rather than reacting to the situation. You're prepared for it before it happens. Well, Jeremy, that's excellent insight. I appreciate your time and your thoughts today. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. The topic has been how to improve threat detection. I've been speaking with Jeremy Nichols. Senior Security Engineer with Solutionary. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.